This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Hello. Hello out there. You out there? You listening? Anyone what? out there? <laughs> Anyone? Hello? You got to cue the, uh, what is it? <laughs> Are you hearing me? <laughs> okay, we'll start playing. Hi, welcome back to RNM Podcast, your midday nursing passion pick me up. It is your favorites, Nurse Ivory and Nurse Ebony, here to bring your PR and dose of refreshments and narcotics. Did you miss us? I missed you guys. And this is a near dear episode for us because uh, it is the end of Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. It is May. If yeah. anybody's listening in the near future. Um, so we are introducing a special part of our whole podcast. It'll be on here every month. This is the Selfish Series. So at the end of each month, we're going to dedicate an episode to um, a topic of self-care. So self-care is, is broad. It ranges from spiritual, physical, mental, and financial health. Um, we all have different experiences through life, through our practices as nurses, um, but each of us can benefit from really focusing on ourselves and um, taking care of ourselves. So be selfish. So we are going to be <laughs> selfish today. And then we're starting our selfish series off with um, a topic that is so taboo, but it should not be taboo. And I feel like it's becoming more normalized. We're going to talk about therapy. Ooh, therapy. You know, because going to a counselor or a therapist when you're feeling sad or overwhelmed should be as normal as going to the doctor when you have the flu. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, Too many people um, allow their mental health to go untreated when they're feeling down. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think in our field of work, it's a very high stress um, nursing we we see some shit we absorb a lot we do we i feel like we take in so much um you you see black panther oh yeah she created that suit and it absorbs all of the um, blows that he takes yes i feel like that is us Mm -hmm. our scrubs (laughs) absorb every blow every trauma you know sadness even the joy we absorb it all and at times we need to sit down and just get rid of it all if we don't decompress all of that you know pressure that is applied upon us we may explode yeah. at any moment and then when you the next person you hit you might send them off into the light <laughs> <laughs> so small disclaimer um Though we are all in this profession together and then, you know, nursing involves the mind, the body, the spirit, the soul. Um, We are not licensed therapists. okay? and we recommend if you are having any thoughts of suicide. um, I don't have the number. I'm going to think of it. I'm going to put it in the description, the description for the suicide awareness uh, hotline. Please call it. Um, give they'll listen to anything literally anything if you're just feeling just so overwhelmed they will listen to you and they will help you direct you in the right spot okay yes yes. so um you know each of us we wanted to share some experiences of uh, mental health struggles in the workplace yeah things that set off (laughs) set us off i'm sure we've all had situations where our jobs have been so overwhelming um me personally, this situation happened years ago, but 
Um, I was working in the ER. I was about 12 weeks pregnant at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got a new patient in my room, vaginal bleeding. Uh, Turns out she was 12 weeks pregnant. And... um, you know, it was this wasn't any normal vaginal bleeding. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, you know we see potential miscarriages every single day in the ER, and okay. that's just something we have to deal with. But this poor woman was bleeding so much. She she sat in the bed, and I remember her saying, "Oh, like I don't I don't feel so good." And I looked down on the bed, and there's like blood, just like. Running mm. over the edge, like oh just God. pouring. She was just sitting in a puddle of her own blood, and I, I, I didn't know how to even comprehend like what was happening. I'm like, okay. She goes, I really need to use the bathroom. I said, Well, there's no way you're getting up. No. Like, I'm not gonna let you walk to the bathroom. You just lost a lot of blood. So I went and I got a bedside commode. And I set it up next to her and I stood there with her and I helped her up and I I pivoted her over. And as she was standing, she just passed out and she and her all of her body weight just like came on to me. And I I was just holding her limp Mm -hmm. and like there was no one else in the room with me and she's just pouring blood and I was like just barely able to reach the the call light Mm -hmm. and I like ripped it out of the wall which, you know, sets a, trick, a louder alarm. Trick yes, people. <laughs> this That's is a pro a tip. Pro tip. Pro tip. If you're Can't ever in trouble, just rip, rip that call, the call light, light out the wall. Then people will come, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> um, so somebody ran in and, and we ended up getting her, you know, laid down and um, taken care of. But me being pregnant at the time, I, it, that was such an emotional experience. Oh, yeah. To, to hold this woman as she was losing her baby and, mm-hmm. and and this blood was just pouring out of her, like, it was so overwhelming. And I remember after, like, walking out of the room, I went into the med room and I just freaking lost it. Oh, my God. I feel like the, the clean utility closet in the med room oh, has absorbed so much. So many emotions. <laughs> emotions. Of nurses. Yes. I sat on the floor in the med room, however disgusting that is, and <laughs> I just sobbed into my hands because I I felt bad for this woman. I was sad for her loss. But I also, you know, the irrational part of me was just thinking, It doesn't oh my, stop just right, right there. Right. Like, that's something that it's hard for you not to take home. Yes. Not to walk out those doors with, because you're carrying a child yourself. Yes. And we think like, how do we deal with stuff like this? It's not simple as you move her to the floor, the GPU or the ICU, and then then you wash it off of yourself and you just go on and you think happy thoughts. Right. Because, um, I mean, myself personally, I never thought I would go through something that would break me down like, my experience we had a co-worker who ended up what's crazy he was at work when he just when he found out that he um I'm gonna say he was either having aortic dissection or was having a heart attack one of the two I'm not too sure either way um it ended up with him having cardiac open heart surgery so he had surgery mind you I said I'm a CVICU nurse so he ended up on our floor it's the only place for you to go 
So we we did our best to maintain his privacy, you know, give him his time. He was recovering very well, just kind of, you know, um, a little slow to start. And one night we were at work and um, I was just conveniently standing in front of the monitors. We're talking. It's a group of us just, you know, talking, shooting the crap. And I look and his monitor goes off and he's in VTech. And we and it doesn't hit you at first and you're like, what? And at that time, the aide was in there helping him use like the restroom or something. So you could hear her call for help. Oh. I need help. And you look and it says VTech and we run in oh and, um, you know, begin to do CPR. We got him back. God, thank you, God. We got him back um, probably after the, I think it was just one round of CPR. And I remember leaving the room. And it felt like I wasn't even walking. I remember leaving the room and found myself inside the clean utility room. (laughs) And I also found one of my coworkers inside the clean utility room. And we just hugged each other and cried because there is nothing that can prepare you to try and recover from the the thought of saving your own friend's Mm -hmm. life. And we were so thankful he came back. But that was something we never wanted to do. You never want to feel your hands, you know, crushing someone's ribs and you see their face watching them turn blue, like things like that I can't get out of my head and to this day I work with him he's back at work mm. he's moving and grooving and I look at him and he he uh, calls up this visceral response for me yeah. because like you could have died in our hands and that I can't I, I had to schedule my therapy session yes. I had yes. a huge anxiety attack right um because people think like anxiety is simply um characterized as like shaking and rocking back and forth and like freaking out right but but there are ways there are there are all different types of panic attacks Mm -hmm. and you know anxiety that you can hold even within yourself you could be walking around anxious as can be and no one could look at you and tell and tell because i feel it takes i i saw i saw one thing that that told us it takes many different forms and when I read it I was like oh bro I be having anxiety attacks like all day long it feels like like I know I have anxiety Mm -hmm. um it took me a long time to be to admit that I had anxiety and it wasn't until I uh, was pregnant with my second child that I was like my nurse practitioner she was like that's a sign of anxiety you know that right yeah like over aggression people don't understand like um being overly um sensitive and like lashing out at irrational things Mm -hmm. is a sign of anxiety for sure and you know it's interesting that you brought up like seeing that coworker again Mm -hmm. and having that visceral response to him you know that's that's ptsd for sure and i'm i had a similar um experience when i actually gave this is another pregnancy related but when i gave birth to my son a couple years ago. I had a very traumatic birth and I had a cord prolapse and I was rushed to the OR and, um, you know, I had a, like a residence, basically whole arm of my vagina holding oh this baby's head off of the cord um, to try and, and save him. Mm-hmm. And I actually knew the anesthesiologist that put me to sleep because I had to be under general anesthesia for this. And I remember just seeing his face 
you know, as I, everything's going black and he's he's saying, you're going to be okay. We're going to take care of you, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, you know, I have the baby. Everything's fine. He's healthy. I go on maternity leave. I return back to work a few months later mm-hmm. and I see him, the anesthesiologist at work. And I automatically just was sent back to that moment yeah of fear like oh my god my baby's gonna die i'm gonna die Mm -hmm. what is happening like it just it just sent me back and um even though you know nothing about him or his face should have been upsetting but it it was related to an event right it was just related to that he's gonna be tied to that event forever and i think the best thing we as nurses need to know is we need to use our resources. We Most of the people have health insurance mm-hmm. and therapy is much so available. A lot of the, um, especially like with the Health Affordability Act, you know, um, psychological mental health is imperative now. Like you must cover that. Yeah. So finding a therapist, I don't know about you, but finding a therapist, <laughs> somebody you go sit across from for an hour mm-hmm. or so. And like dish out all your deepest, darkest thoughts and feelings is nerve wracking, I guess. It's hard. And one thing I do want to um, say is when you're finding a therapist, it's okay at first to bounce around until oh, you get the right fit. Girl, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, I don't want to break up with them because they're my boyfriend. Yeah, or my I know. girlfriend. Like, if I don't come back, is she going to feel away? Right. <laughs> But I don't. That's this, your anxiety talking. <laughs> is is this really like? Is she really a good fit? And finding a therapist that is a good fit is crucial. It is. So if you sit there, you, you gotta sometimes give them pass. Sometimes you know within the first interview, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. they're not, if you feel like they're not asking you enough uh, good intake questions, mm-hmm. trying to really get the background of who you are. If you feel like they're trying to give you advice on the first step. Cause you don't even know anything yet. Right, right. How are you? How are you giving me assignments? <laughs> I ain't even dig into baby girl. We got thirty more years of stuff to go through. <laughs> we got rock bottom to hit here. <laughs> we haven't even. We're still in the clouds. Yeah, we're in the clouds. I don't even understand. We're still falling. <laughs> I'm still falling. I didn't even get to the dirt yet. Yeah. So, uh, you have to be like, you know what? You don't have to tell them to their face, but when you walk out that office, you know you're not coming back. But right. that shouldn't stop your search and pursuit of a good fit. Exactly. Um, I did therapy through my second second pregnancy because I found out that I had really bad anxiety. I experienced I experienced my nephew passing away while I was pregnant, which just amplified my oh, fear. Oh, I can't, yes. You know, like, I oh, my God, here it, here it comes. So I had to go to therapy religiously every week to make sure I was okay because if your mind is not okay, Everything else you do in life kind of right. it, it follows. Yes. You it, it follows you into that hole. Like your mind is like the leader, your your you know, people say your spirit, you know, your um relationship with to whatever entity, your mind, that holds so much. Yes, it does. I, my therapist was my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> for the I, longest. I love my therapist and um she, I mean, she saved me. I, I got divorced last year. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of, of soul searching and growth to do. And she, 
she really helped me. I, I it was invaluable. I, I have no idea how I would have gotten through that time without it. I it made me a better mother. It made me a better nurse, a better friend. It helped me learn how to speak to myself mm-hmm. on the inside with kindness mm-hmm. and grace and um I I I'm just so thankful. So yes, uh, at first I was seeing her about once a week mm-hmm. for like a good couple months. Yeah. And, and then you then get to you, space it out because you're like, baby girl, I got other people. Yeah, no, then kidding. you're then you're spacing <laughs> out. Um and now I see her like every three months or so just for just to check in, you know. I feel like you need to do that tune up. Mm-hmm. I have to be completely transparent. I had dumped my therapist um, because I had switched to a uh, couple's therapist. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't trying to like double therapy myself. That's not a thing, y'all. <laughs> you can def- definitely double therapy yourself. <laughs> but I, um, my anger and my anxiety ended up having me fire that therapist, that second therapist, who was actually really good for us. So... Um, if I have to give any advice, it's not to get in your own way of getting better. Because I did. I got in, in my own way. Um, mm-hmm. And I stopped myself from for progressing because I was doing very well. And I let my own anxiety and my own depression and my own, <clears throat> like, uh, the fear of the unknown, right? Yes. Stop me from keep getting better. So... Um, I challenge everybody, if you don't have a therapist, and it, it doesn't have to be like, I don't, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I don't have anxiety like you people. I don't have <laughs> depression. There's no mental illness in me. I feel like if you're not anxious about something, something's wrong, right? Right. And I, and, and um, I had a patient tell me, I don't like for people to call me anxious because that makes that means you're calling me crazy. And I said, well, ma'am, we're all crazy here. <laughs> we are all Spoiler mad alert. here. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We are all on our shit. No. Yes. Uh, I said, you know, ma'am, you just had brain surgery on a mass that they found in your brain. If that doesn't make you nervous, which is technically kind of like the definition of anxiety. Yes. Then I will be worried for you. Like, how are you not nervous? I'm not saying that you can't have faith in the doctors and faith in what people do, but that should cause you to, some pause. And I'm sure it does, but there is such a taboo. People don't want to be identified with that label of having yeah. mental illness or um, admitting that they need help. But taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking medication for your blood pressure or Mm -hmm. maintaining you know your diabetes like it is a disease process and we need to treat it as such and and i love that it is a disease process not just a one-stop shop right no it is a process and it, it, it it will it will flare up you know just like any other disease like and, my gout right right the it'll, gout flare, the <laughs> it'll flare up like your big toe it'll flare up like the gout in my toe <laughs> and then you know other times it, it kind of lays under the radar right but just having it um you know in the back of your mind and setting up those maintenance appointments maintenance, i know, need to get on that i feel like your maintenance you go see you go see your PCP mm-hmm. once a year, right? Mm-hmm. That's recommended. Go yeah. get a checkup. Let them dry your blood. So check your blood pressure. Talk. Make sure you don't have any aches and pains. Even if you 
don't feel like you have something active. A kick on it. What is it? Kicking a kick the tires, check under the hood. Yeah. Once a month. Right. I mean, not once a month, once a year. Yeah. You know, even twice a year, honestly, I think it's important just to just uh, maintain a conversation or or touch base, because then when something does happen, Mm -hmm. when something does come up where you really need the help, they're caught up on your life familiar and they're familiar with what's going on. And it hasn't been a year since they saw you. Okay, um, I'll take that, that would, advice. That would be twice my a advice. year. Yeah, I need to be going once a month, y'all. <laughs> Just so in, in lieu of being transparent. <laughs> my so life. therapy is it can be expensive if your insurance doesn't cover it. So what I recommend is calling your insurance company, mm-hmm. finding um, some practices in your area that, that it does covered. cover. Yes, because right you now, do your research. Yes, the therapist that I go to, it cost me twenty dollars copay. Okay, that's, that's that's pretty affordable. That's nothing. It's nothing. You guys. And you know, but you can find other practices who don't take insurance, and you're paying like a couple hundred dollars a session or something, which is ridiculous. Like, um, it's a business, so I guess. I guess, but just um, <clears throat> you know. Check with your insurance. And then also, if you work at a hospital or another big organization, they have the employee assistance program. Listen, y'all. The employee assistance program mm-hmm. saved my life. And that is not me being over-exaggerating. When I was a nurse assistant, I had one of the worst panic attacks ever. I was in nursing school. I was about to be evicted. Ooh, girl. Ooh. I'm getting all the way into it. Okay. We're getting deep here. I, I had like my rent check, which I hadn't told my roommate, had bounced like twice. So I was like deep in. I was trying to figure out how to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was calling off of work because I was sick. Spoiler alert, didn't know I was pregnant. Oh. So I, I thought I was about to lose it. I really did. I felt like this is the end for me because where's I don't see up. I'm drowning underwater. And I don't know who said it. Someone said EAP. Like it just came and I was like, okay, I don't know. I'll look it up. If you work for a large company, a large hospital, I think almost all hospitals, I don't take me on it. Google it. It's probably in your policies. There's an employee assistance program and it has a number. And you call that number in for free for the zero dollars. They will see you Mm -hmm. and they will see you almost as often as you need them. I I believe where I work, it's six free sessions where you get and And that can be enough to take care of one specific issue if you're having one. The time that I used it, I was dealing with like a bullying situation Mm -hmm. with um, this one specific nurse. Well, really, there were kind of a few of them. It was very clicky, and um, they were making my life's hell. And I was showing up to work. I'm sorry, every I wasn't day. there for you, boo. I would have oh, beat them up. I know you would have. I wish you had been there. <laughs> uh, this was quite some time ago, but I they were. I was so anxious every day going to work that I ended up getting a stomach ulcer. Oh my god! Because and no. I, I like I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't deal. Mm-mm. I was miserable. And I utilized this employee assistance program 
it it really helped me. It helped it me. Does. It taught me some coping mechanisms of of how to let things go. They taught me financial things because I told them I was like, well, I don't have no money. They was like, how, okay, let's map this out with you. I was like, what? You're that big, is great. What? And I, I was I was in shock. I said, y'all been here this whole time. I know, and a lot of people don't <laughs> even realize that that's available to them. I love it. I love yeah. it. So, um, if you if you're just not sure where to start. I think that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like uh, Nurse Ebony said, do do your research inside your insert insurance companies. They will probably have a whole slew of people that are covered or for a very small copay. Um, but also do your research into that because it tells you how many visits you have a year and, and so on and so forth. You can also consider joining a support group. Uh, I'm um, going to start a support group for us just so we can, like, go and, like, throw stuff we should do a nursing support just <laughs> let's just break things while yelling out random things that happen to us at work like, they have rooms like that <gasps> that you can rent out rage rooms oh yeah let's do a rage room we thing, should host guys we're gonna host a rage room <laughs> we're gonna go in and just like start smashing stuff like yes. employee engagement yes <laughs> whiteboards <laughs> <laughs> management flip table (laughs) smash smash (laughs) delighted right oh yeah obviously it's going to be way more serious than that but you get what i'm saying but yes support groups i have i haven't tried one yet and i kind of want to but i have some social anxiety so the idea of like showing up in a room full of strangers and like just spilling my my guts and right, my then heart and soul. giving you the side eye. You were like, girl, you here too. I don't yes. even know why you side eye me. <laughs> we all here yes, together. Exactly. <laughs> like I said, we are all mad here. We are all in our madness. Okay. <laughs> so uh I this was a very healthy conversation. I it feels really good. I, I, I feel like we could go, we go on therapy? and on. I do feel like we just had a therapy Did session. We just got a therapy, There's so much more I could tell you. I know, right? But I'm not gonna give you all of that. Mm-hmm. You have to tune in. We'll do more selfish series at the end of every month. Yes. I hope you guys will look forward to our next our next selfish series. We'll actually have special guests cross our fingers. Yes. You'll love it. Oh, cross our fingers. <laughs> Um, but until then, until then, we will uh, continue to update those whiteboards. <laughs> um, DM us on Instagram with your witness my waist. Um, share your your fun nursing stories. We love it. We love it. We got some good ones. We have been getting some good messages lately of uh, positivity, positivity, and, and compliments. So thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate the support. I know. And don't forget, we've dedicated our lives caring for others. So don't forget to dedicate time to care for yourselves.